Welcome to Con Café for Monday, 15th day of January, Year of Our Lord, 2024. It's a holiday, Martin Luther King Day. May you enjoy the day, remember the purpose of the day to commemorate the birth of this civil rights leader and his battles against injustice. And may we always seek to be compassionate in our treatment of each other, respecting differences, but affirming love that God expects between all people. Amen? Amen. Well, it's Sunday night. It's a cold one where I am, and I pray you're staying warm if it's cold where you are. And may we find the warmth of God's love as we get into God's Word. We're looking at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20, in the New International Version of the Bible. And I'm entitling this devotional, Good News and Good People. And I hope it applies to us. And uh, I pray that you're anxious to get into God's Word because I am, verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, again, happy Monday, dear friend. I pray this finds you doing well and enjoying life. How is the new year treating you? Here's a better question, and how are you treating the new year? It's interesting to consider the new year as a start of a new adventure. All other adventures may have come to an end with the interesting combination of numbers that was 12, 31, 23, December 31st, 2023. And as someone pointed out, the end of the old year was 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. And speaking of adventure, today's passage is all about that. Now hear this, dear friends, this is the good news. God is love, and God loves you so much that he sent, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so that you might have life and the fullness thereof. That's the good news in a nutshell. Jesus came to embody the good news. And as we see, once his cousin John The Baptist was in prison. Jesus took over preaching the same sermon as John. Here's that sermon. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That was the extent of John the Baptist's sermon. That was the core of that sermon. No smoke machines, no laser beams, no band, No piano or organ either, certainly no guitars. (laughs) 
But that was the message. And Jesus' message and ministry was one of invitation. Repent, that meant all who hear this message, and follow me. Now, Jesus came to invite all people to believe, all people, no exceptions, no qualifiers as to who he would invite. All were invited and all were welcome. And oh, how they should have been the mission of all churches since they won. All churches should have been founded with the understanding that the doors of this church are open to all who would come. Okay? But it was said of the church, with a capital C, the church in the United States of America, that Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, was the most segregated hour in America, and it was. And I believe it was Dr. Martin Luther King that said that. Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, most segregated hour of America. Now, you may have your own story. I still have mine. There were some churches that would not welcome me, including one that for Human Relations Sunday, when was the custom most churches on that particular Sunday to swap pastors or pulpits with a minister of a different hue and color than theirs, um, this particular church didn't follow that practice. In other the reality was that our Hispanic church in Buen Pastor would have to swap pulpits with St. Paul United Methodist Church, which was a black church. And I did not set foot in that first United Methodist Church until I was their district superintendent, and I told them so. And how I wish that had been the only church in that district, but it wasn't. One church chose death rather than welcome others who were different from them. Oh, gosh. Not much good news in that, is there? But the good news stands as it was presented by Jesus and by John. And for the work to be completed, brothers and sisters, hear this. There would have to be helpers and so Jesus begins to call those whom he knew would be the best to serve God as disciples. While walking along the Sea of Galilee, he sees Simon, his brother Andrew, at work. Jesus interrupts their work and calls them out of that work and into a new work. Come, follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. And their response is immediate. What has long intrigued many, myself included, was that very thing. How could established business owners or business people stop, drop, and go after this man calls them? Now, I don't have an exact answer, but I have several ideas. These two, Simon and Andrew, may have been among those who heard the Good News sermon from John. Some speculate they may even have been disciples of John for a time. And because of that, and because of their sins, had repented of their sins, and came to know the power of 
guy, of God to forgive. Now, this may have happened one or two or many days before this actual call from Jesus himself, and the two may have returned happy and discussing all that that happened in their lives after their baptism. And I wonder, how did you act, or what did you do when you came to faith, when you were saved, or when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? What sort of conversations did you have? Did you talk to anybody about what had happened? My wife, after hearing a Lutheran pastor preaching in the garage of a person on their particular work site, heard the good news, and Nellie ran home to tell her mom. This was, of course, a culmination of events in her life, exposures she had had as a child to God in other church settings, and God's Word since she was a baby, and it set in motion a desire to serve God. Now, she runs home that particular day after hearing the pastor offer the invitation of salvation, and she accepted, and she mentions to her mother that she wanted to be a missionary. <laughs> and as my mom had said, my mother-in-law said, well, nuns can't get married. <laughs> Nellie said she wanted to be a missionary. <laughs> and not a nun. And the work of God continued in her spirit and her mind as she continued to grow up. So when God revealed the marriage that was to come into her life, she was ready. How I wish she had said yes immediately to my first offer to take her on a date. <laughs> but that's for another story. Simon and Andrew said yes because they had come to a knowledge about God. And God's Son. Have you? Now Jesus continued his walk along the coast and sees two more brothers at work. So Jesus comes to James and John, sons of Zebedee, and calls them, and they too leave a family-owned business and follow Jesus. Again, how easy or practical is it for God to call people from an established business or a profession and get a new disciple? Well, for God, it's very easy. For us on the receiving end, it may be not easy at all. It may not come immediately. I did not say yes to God when God initially called me uh, to go into ministry. I had no set business. I was not in any profession yet. I was in 11th grade, high school. And I was hoping and dreaming about what college would reveal to me about a way to support myself and maybe others when God comes and interrupts me and invites me, calls me to enter his ministry. Now, in my mind, I had already developed quite a list of what it took for one to be a minister. I had no real basis for this list. It was more of what I knew from the ministers that had been my pastors or I had known. And to hear God call me, I was ready to say no. For I did not fit in my thinking the idea or ideal of what it took to be a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. I did not have a halo around my head. I sometimes believed I was being fitted for horns. <laughs> I had no wings to fly among the realms of heaven. The tennis shoes I had were quite worn, and they had only so much ability to lift me only so far. <laughs> I was shy. I was self-conscious. I feared public speaking. 
and the little speaking I had done did not make me stand out as an orator or a public speaker. And I had not memorized very many Bible verses, which I thought was a blue, a building block for ministry. Man, was I wrong. Although, friend, it is now 2024, the same urgency is present now as it was present when the words, Repent for the kingdom of God has come near. In fact, it's probably more present today, and the call to those four original disciples was immediately answered because they sensed the urgency of the mission. Friends, the mission is still urgent. It is Jesus' call that there should be a sense of the turn away and turn toward, meaning when we repent, it's not a one-and-done deal. It's a continual turning away from self and all its negativity and towards God, where we can find love and compassion and all we need to reach the world for him. We are also called to embrace the good news and to believe in the transformation power of Jesus' sacrifice and the hope that he offers. And lastly, we are to answer the call to action. We serve a God who is active and involved, and he expects the same from us. Jesus' call was for a lifelong and even eternal adventure. We cannot be passive observers, but should be active participants in building God's kingdom as we use our gifts and we use our talents to spread his love and grace. Let's pray. Father God, open our hearts to hear your urgent call. Grant us the courage to repent, the faith to believe in your good news, and the strength to answer your invitation to follow you. Equip us, equip us to be fishers of men and women, instruments of your love and grace in the world. May our lives become a reflection of your kingdom, filled with your presence and overflowing with your hope. In Christ Jesus' strong name we pray. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. I thank you for coming along. Here's your call to action. Go forth today, carrying the urgency of the moment, embracing the transforming power of repentance and faith, and answer Jesus' call to actively participate in building his kingdom. Can you do that? I know you can. Friend, if this is blessed, you forward it to someone. Press all the buttons you have right there to like, follow, subscribe, be notified, whatever platform you're using. Help the metric so that we can reach the world for Jesus Christ. Receive my love for you. I love you and I thank God for you and I pray the Lord bless you and keep you now and always. Amen.